back to another episode of the Game Over Podcast. I don't know if you watch wrestling. I watch wrestling a lot. I watch a lot of wrestling shows. Do a wrestling podcast called uh, Bane and Claim Sports. Uh, there's one participant who, uh, his name is Edge Adam Copeland. He switched uh, from WWE to AEW. And he was in an argument with a couple of AEW superstars, his new uh, teammates, or yeah, in context for wrestling, they're on the same team, but they're, they're opponents, where he called him a vanilla midget version of The Rock. I spit out my drink, because it was one of the funniest things I've ever, ever heard. Might be the funniest thing I've ever heard, I'd say. But we're going to get to some football in what might be one of the wildest starts to a season that I've ever seen. Usually by this time, we have uh, got to the point where, you know, there's like a clear-cut favorite or this this team or that team is heads and shoulders, you know, favorite to win the Super Bowl championship. Winning championships hard. Even now, as we look at these teams across the board, you got to say to yourself, the teams that exist now will not be the teams that exist at the end of the season when we get to the playoffs in January. Because one is injuries and two, the trade deadline where teams will look to get better. We've kind of entered the, the baseball uh, realm of hot stove during the middle of the season because teams are looking to, to improve or maybe they feel they're one player away or maybe they want to start stockpiling draft picks because they know it's over. The Atlanta Falcons are in, we're in that position. They traded for Van Jefferson, who they, um, who is a speedster from the uh, LA Rams. LA Rams were stacked. They drafted this guy named Puka Nakua. Um, and I think it was the fifth round. He was a Pac-12 guy. And he turns out to be incredible, an incredible wide receiver. So it made Van Jefferson expendable. Why the Falcons need Van Jefferson? Well, the Falcons need Van Jefferson because they needed someone to go deep to, to take the top off the defense to free up the uh, the underneath routes and so that they can stress the field and uh, lighten the box a little bit, get some get some players out of the box, maybe get some more defensive backs on the field. So they've they've made a trade for Van Jefferson. As a Falcons fan, as somebody who has watched the Falcons. I know that there are going to be a lot of people up in arms over this this game. They lost. They lost. This is what you should. You should be up in arms. But remember, one, it's just a game. Two, it is a long season. Now, what happened? What is happening with this team? Well, we'll start with a little background on Desmond Ritter. He is a fourth-round draft pick out of Cincinnati. Hasn't lost a home game since his junior year of high school. He has been thrust into this position as the starting quarterback. There are only 32 of them in the NFL. Now, from a business sense, you want your quarterback to to play well no matter what. But the lower draft pick that he is, because quarterback's the most expensive person on the team, you want a fourth-round draft pick to succeed. You want that more than anything. Any other player, you want him to succeed more than any other player on your roster. Because you can save so much more money by having to pay this guy whatever he's making. He's making $790, between $790 and 
$10,000, which in the NFL for a starting quarterback isn't that much. When you consider that Aaron Rodgers makes $2 million per game, per game. But the way that this team is currently configured, I got to believe that he's holding this team back. I got to believe that the one thing your quarterback cannot do, bad turnovers. If you get hit from the blind side and you don't see it coming, you fumble, that's okay. But just throwing the ball up for grabs, that is not okay. So let's get into some statistics of what happened, starting with Atlanta. Desmond Ritter. This is second straight 300-yard game. But the bad part of that 300-yard game is three interceptions. He did throw two touchdowns. Tyler Algiers. Uh, Washington has a great front up front. Uh, they got some good defensive, interior defensive linemen, some good defensive end. They stymied the Falcons running game, stymied them. Tyler Algiers, 13 attempts for 51 yards. Uh, Bijan Robinson, 13 attempts for 37 yards, no touchdowns. Cordell Patterson, we finally got him back in the mix. I, 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 I like him. I don't know if he has a role here anymore. Um, with the two running backs you have because you he's like a combination of the both. And if you want Thunder, put Thunder out there. If you want Lightning, put Lightning out there. I don't think they even have Cordell returning kicks anymore. All right, receiving. Drake London went off. Nine receptions, 125 yards. Bijan Robinson steadily in the passing game, doing great. Five receptions for 43 yards. Kyle Pitts finally getting involved. Four receptions for 43 yards. Mac Hollins, who I have high hopes for, three receptions for 41 yards. Johnny Smith tied in two, four receptions for 36. Uh, Pruitt, one for nine. Cordell Patterson, one for six. Scotty Miller, one for four, which was uh, which is great. Now, they had they did target Van Jefferson, the aforementioned player from the L.A. Rams. They targeted him twice. No receptions. Defensively, defensively, Etiquette. One and a half sacks. Bud Dupree, one and a half sacks. Grady Jarrett, one sack. Fantastic. The Falcons' defense is good enough to win this division. Maybe win one play playoff game. I think they can definitely do that if they get a home playoff game, which, as I'm looking right now, is their only way into the playoffs is to win the division. I'm liking what I'm seeing. We got people flying all around the ball on defense. Jesse Bates, the safety, is probably our best defensive player. Calais Campbell getting his uh, getting his 100 sack, I want to say. Yeah, I think 100 sacks for the Falcons. He was a great pickup having him and Grady on the inside. That's, that's good. Uh, let's get to the uh, well. One, we scored 16 points, which is not which is not great. That's not a great number. But the 16 points happened because of the turnovers in the red zone. You got in the red zone plenty enough times to win this game and to and to uh, the score, but we did not. Now let's go into Washington. Sam Howell, who I've taken on DraftKings many times, he he always balls out. Um, 151 yards, not a ton, but three touchdowns. There, Brian Robinson Jr. T- we stymied their running game, too. They, they didn't rush at all. Robinson Jr., 31 yards. Carlos Rodriguez, 23. 
Gibson 15, Sam Howell broke loose for three yards. Now, where we made the mistakes, um, Terry McLaurin, six for 81, six receptions, 81 yards. Curtis Samuel, four for 42. Brian Robinson Jr., two for 25. Logan Thomas, one one reception, two yards. I took him on drafting, so that was a mistake. Um, Defensively, we gave up two sacks to two heel. That was it. We gave up two sacks. Two sacks. This game right here, and I don't know why, if you pull a quarterback, this is the reason why. If you pull a quarterback, you're going to break his confidence, and he's most likely he's not going to get back in there unless you're, the guy you put in there for him gets hurt. That is true. But this team is way too talented. And you can't waste time. In sports, you cannot waste time. You got everybody healthy. Your entire allotment of receivers is healthy. Your allotment of running backs is healthy. Your tight ends are healthy. You have to maximize this team right now. That is what you have to do. So let's take a look at the division right now and see where we stand all right, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who we played this weekend, they're three and two. The Falcons sitting right there at three and three. Saints three and three. Panthers are zero and six. We are right there to win this. The division's ours for the taking. We got to win this weekend at Tampa. Uh, this will be our first meeting again, um, and then we gotta we're gonna have the Saints twice again. So that that is. But we have a stretch coming up here where the Falcons can truly do some special things. And, uh, and move on. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to echo the frustration of everybody else with this fan base is that we have all these number one picks, these elite players on offense, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, Drake London, Mac Hollins, and a quarterback who is still learning how to play the position. It's very confusing. It's very hard. It's very difficult, but that's why that's what you get paid to do. You get paid to do this. Now, they have a backup in Tyler Haneke, who used to play for the Washington team last year, who, I, I see, but here's the thing. I don't know how good he's going to be in this offense. I do not know. Um, and Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Falcons, sees these two guys every single day in practice. So he does know. What, what uh, <laughs> the big thing during this game, because Matt Ryan, the former Falcons quarterback, was calling the game, saying if we got went up there and got Matt Ryan out of this booth up there, We'd be in. We'd be in business. We'd be good to go because Matt could come in here and run the run the offense. But side note: what you don't know, Matt Ryan is currently getting 14 million dollars from the Indianapolis Colts because it was guaranteed. And the way that he keeps getting that 14 million dollars throughout the rest of the season is by staying in that booth. Matt Ryan is not getting out that booth to come play for uh, for league minimum for the Atlanta Falcons, um, unless they unless they offer him more than 14 million dollars. Which isn't going to happen. So, what is the solution? Uh, you can't if you can't run the ball. Which the Falcons, there was no running. There was there was no running, and that's that's your bread and butter. That's what you that's what this team is built on. You have to be able to pass the ball consistently and without turnovers. So, if Tyler Henneke can do this, we need to play Tyler Henneke. Also, Washington, Washington Commanders are part owned by uh, Magic Johnson. So if you watch uh, Winning Time on HBO Max, 
Um, he did all right um, a- after his post uh, post NBA career. All right, let's get to some other stuff. And there's a football podcast, but there was a huge fight, huge fight over the week. Um, it involved Logan Paul and Dylan Dennis. Dylan Dennis has been harpooning, harpooning in every single sense of that word, the fiance of Logan Paul, just saying disgusting, dirty, vile things about this woman. It had finally come to a head. They were finally going to fight. One, they get into it at the weigh-in. They get to the weigh-in. They go toe-to-toe, battling. Battling, throwing bottles, Bubba Ray from WWE's in there, trying to shield Logan. Logan gets hit with a bottle. Um, in the midst of this, Drake bets $850,000 that Logan Paul is going to knock out Dylan Danis uh, in this fight. So the fight happens, goes nuts. Logan Paul is Logan Paul is one hell of an athlete. I've been watching him in WWE. Um, I've kind of just, over over the years, you know, you see him, and you see him box, and you see his body has changed. He's gotten to, he's gotten to some really good shape. Um, he's a big dude, too. It's not like he's 5'6 or anything. He's like 6'1". Like um, and he is, um, he has reach. He has great punching power. And he is a, uh, he's, he's well-versed at boxing. So we go into this match. And he's just beating up Dylan. And Dylan, goes, who's a former MMA fighter, goes for a guillotine choke on Logan Paul, which triggers a disqualification. Both, <laughs> both benches or both, both um, coaches areas clear. They both clear. And uh, mayhem ensues inside the ring. And the fight is stopped. Logan Paul wins by disqualification. Um, I, I, it hurts me to say this, but streamers and YouTubers are the new rock stars. To be able to sell a fight of this magnitude, to not be a professional boxer, to not come up through the ranks, but to do it purely through your social media cloud, from a business standpoint, is outstanding. It, it is, because they had other YouTubers and streamers on the undercard who also fought. Now, why you would want to do this as one of those guys, I don't know. Maybe it feeds their ego. Maybe it, uh, maybe it, it just, uh, maybe they're doing it for fun. But this is, this is the way that we're going, one way or the other. And at the end, at the end of the fight, Logan Paul challenges Rey Mysterio, who is a WWE wrestler. To a uh, challenges Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship at uh, in the Saudi Arabia show coming up pretty soon. So, all right, the Chargers game is tonight. Chargers versus Cowboys. I'm very much looking forward to that. But before uh, we get done and get into that, let's go to my DraftKings. Let's go to DraftKings. What happened? I'm going to tell you this, it wasn't a, wasn't a good week, wasn't a better week for me on DraftKings. Go ahead and tell, y'all, tell you guys that now. All right. So, let's go to my highest one. 
All right, my highest one I finished with 112. Let's tell you who I took. I took Jalen Hurts. Got me 22. Uh, Kevin Ingram, who was uh, the running back for the uh, Arizona Cardinals, he got me seven points. Uh, Foreman, Derek Foreman, or Deontay Foreman, I also got me seven. Um, the Bears were down to their third string running back, so I took him so I could take some high-profile receivers like A.J. Brown, who scored 23 points. And then we had Amon Ross St. Brown, who scored 33. Uh, uh, Devontae Smith, who scored nine. Cole Komet, who scored three. And Kate Auden, who scored two. two. And then the Patriots offense, that scored three. Now, this is the frustrating part. You know this is a Falcons podcast. It's Falcons and Chargers, but... Let me read to you who the uh, who the person who won a whopping $100,000. Let me read to you who he had. Desmond Ritter, 22 points. Uh, Williams, who was the running back for the Rams, scored big, 24 points. Raheem Mostert, who has just been on a tear from Miami, 37 points. Tyreek Hill, 31 points. Michael Pittman Jr., 22. Drake London, 22. Another Falcon, Kyle Pitts, 14 Adam Thielen, uh, 31, and the Browns with six. So that was a good grouping. But he anchored it with Falcons. Um, and the Falcons hadn't been known for their offensive output. But against Washington, they showed up. All right. Big game tonight uh, for the Chargers. Um, as we look forward, not only this game, uh, but next week against Kansas City. So this is almost a must win because you don't want to get too far behind Kansas City. We are pulling for the Dolphins because we want a warm home field. We don't want to go to Buffalo. We do not want to go to Cincinnati. We don't want to go to Kansas City. If We we want the playoffs to go through Jacksonville and or Miami and or L.A. Warm weather cities forever for the playoffs. All right, so look forward. I'm looking forward to this game. I'm going to tell you this. DraftKings from this point forward, I'm going almost all Chargers and Falcons when I can. Pull me to that so we can get this 100 grand. All right. Thank you for listening. This is Crossbones. Get at me how you get at me. Also, check out the BAMF Hammer, www.bamfhammer.com. Just because it's cooling off doesn't mean your workouts have to stop. Keep them going. And also, go juice. Uh, you can get them at anywhere uh, energy drinks are sold. 400 milligrams of caffeine will fuel any workout. So. I will catch you on the next episode where we'll be going over this Chargers win. My prediction for today, let's go Chargers 28. You know it's going to be close. Chargers 28, Dallas 26.